With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. We got him back today. Alan Saunders back in the fold with us. Alan, what's going on? I'm sorry. Uh, I saw the comment. Well, love Derek, but I, I do have to return mm-hmm. to the podcast. Derek <laughs> can't be on every day. I'm sorry. Derek does have a very, uh, very passionate fan base, uh, part of Steelers Nation that, that loves him, and we love that. And uh, I think it showed in the comments yesterday. A lot of people showing love to DB. Thought it was a great show. Shout out to Derek for coming on here. Um, but yeah, we got the, the duo back together, Alan and I, Alan down at the senior bowl. That's what we're going to talk a lot about today is the senior bowl stuff. And Alan, I actually want to start with a position. We do not expect the Steelers to go. We did not expect them to go. And after this week, I think that the likelihood became even less. And, uh, we want to talk about that. That's the quarterback position. How have those quarterbacks looked down there in mobile? Because, uh, from what I've seen from you, from what I've seen from everybody, uh, not, not painting the prettiest picture of the week for the quarterbacks down there. No, you know, I, I, I'll i be perfectly honest, I didn't come into this week like expecting a lot from a lot of these guys, um, but I've been disappointed by nearly all of them. Like, I, it's it's been a bad week for the quarterbacks here, and this is my hmm, fourth senior bowl, I think. Mm-hmm. Last year, the quarterbacks were not very good, but like two years ago, Kenny Pickett was here, and three years ago, Mac Jones was here, and those guys really, I thought, cemented their status as first-round picks. Because you remember, both of those guys were like, is he a first-round pick? Is he not a first-round pick? That kind of like conversation, right? I think both of those guys cemented their status as first-round picks here at the Senior Bowl with outstanding performances. If you're looking at Bo Nix or Michael Penix, 
in that same lens. Like, uh, they did the whatever the opposite is, that's what they did this week. Because I think those guys, especially Penix, I, I think is a guy that like some people have a lot of hype for. I, I thought he was mm-hmm. just awful. Like, didn't even look anything like the quarterback I saw when I was watching Washington this year. And and Nick's, you know, I don't think he has as high of an upside anyway, but but he didn't look very good either. Those two guys were put together on the same team to like build up and hype a quarterback competition between them. And I think Spencer Rattler was better than both of them. Like I, it's not been a very good week for the quarterbacks. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that's certainly disappointing. I will say, I don't think that it gives you everything when you're watching. I've been to senior bowls before. They now have broadcasts on the NFL network of the practices and stuff that I've kind of been watching as I'm working through this week and uh, watch some of it. Yeah. I mean, like you certainly disappointing. I don't know that I had expectations that it was going to be great. Uh, Probably lower on most of the guys in this class than the consensus would be. Anyway, the one guy that I was higher on the consensus and I hoped would rise through this week is a guy like Michael Pratt, but it doesn't sound like that's been the case either. And it hasn't been from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think Michael Pratt is probably about where I had him, but I was a little bit higher on him maybe than most anyway. I still like him early on day three, but like none of these guys, in my opinion, are mm-hmm. looking like they're capable of being a serious challenger to Kenny Pickett as a starting quarterback in 2024. Like I, I would not think that any of these guys is going to pull that off. And if that's what you were looking for, like I think right. the Steelers are going to draft a quarterback no no matter what. Like they will draft one mm-hmm. somewhere. But if you were looking for that from this draft class, and I think it's very funny to me that as you know, I waited until the third practice from Nixon Penix this morning before I finished my thoughts about the quarterbacks, which are on the site at SteelersNow.com. Go check it out. I want to make I give give them one more chance to not look terrible, and they. They, they didn't look good again. And I wrote that immediately after the first practice session today. They're in the first group. And as mm-hmm. Nick and I are leaving the second practice session, you know, he's going through Twitter trying to see, like, catch up on what we missed. And there's a report out there that the Steelers are really digging into Jordan Travis. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they saw what I saw all week, and it wasn't good. And now <laughs> who else is out there? Wouldn't be surprised if we see the Steelers send a lot of guys to Michigan's Pro Day. First of all, there's a lot of Michigan players that are mm-hmm. really good. But J.J. McCarthy also not here. Like, this is the kind of year where the quarterbacks here, when the quarterbacks here are not good, the guys that don't come end up winning just by virtue of not playing badly in front of everyone. Sure, and there's some guys in the mid-rounds there, but I I think, you know, really between Penix and Bo Nix, if if you were somebody that was hoping that there was going to be somebody in the back end of the first round to come in and immediately unseat Kenny Pickett, that would put that thought to rest this week. Uh, you know, again, maybe not trying to put too much stock into, you know, a few senior bowl practices and understanding that there's a body of work type thing here. But yeah, so the evaluation process. Six year college players. Sure. There's, yeah. There's well, that's what I was going to Body of work. Yeah. Like, right. but the body of work wasn't that great. Like, I, you know, neither of those guys was really on the draft radar until their final year. Very similarly to Pickett and Jones. Um, I think you've got to follow that up with with something better than what we saw. And also, you know, Penix has a bad injury history. And so, man, just not a lot to like from the Both knees. Week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think in this draft class in general, like, you know, I expect that May and Williams are going to be two of the top three picks. I think Jaden Daniels is going to go in the top ten just because there's nobody else. And mm-hmm. so there's scarcity. Yeah. And – I don't know that I would take another one of these guys before the middle of the second round. I mean, maybe the end of the second round. Like I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I guess 
like maybe we'll see what JJ McCarthy looks like. It, it's going to be hard. He like, he probably should have been here. I don't really know why he wasn't. Jordan Travis uh, obviously was injured, and that's why he didn't uh, participate in this process. But uh, yeah, JJ McCarthy is the one I'm really intrigued by, to be honest with you, just because like I it's hard to get like a full scope there because of the offense that he played in, the talent that surrounded him. Like they just didn't ask him to necessarily do a whole lot, but he's still super young the big arm, the athleticism, like there's certainly something there. It's just hard to get an idea of what exactly he is as a prospect. He feels to me like a lot of those, like not particularly athletic, but still sort of successful quarterbacks that came through like Alabama and Georgia over the years where, where it's like, yeah, like they put up decent numbers, but like nobody really has any idea how good they actually are. Um, and and so, yeah, I, I think he's intriguing. I don't think I would use a first or second round pick on him. Maybe second. Um, maybe second, yeah. Uh, but I again, I just have a hard time seeing a player like that come in and immediately unseat Kenny Pickett in one training camp. Like, that's just not going to happen. If, you, if you're looking for real competition for Kenny Pickett, the lesson I feel like I've learned here, and, and this is not just me throwing my opinion out here, too. I mean, we talk to people, people from around the league, people from other colleges, you know, other media guys, draft analysts, like, it's been a very disappointing quarterback week for just about everybody I've talked to. Yeah, certainly seems that way. Um, Alan, but the Steelers, obviously, their eyes aren't solely focused and probably aren't focused all that much on the quarterbacks. Uh, looking at other positions, maybe, what has, in your mind, in your eyes, caught the Steelers' eye, and what, in particular, you has caught your eye this week? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not sure I've been asked that yet. What has caught my eye this week? Um, I think the talent along the offensive line that was here has been impressive to me. I know that yeah. the Steelers are desirous of a lot of it. And Mike Tomlin spent a lot of time very closely watching both sides of the linemen. Uh, I, there are some good D linemen, uh, but I think there's like, I think this is probably the best group of offensive linemen I've seen in Mobile. Like, I think you could put together a starting five, mm -hmm in the NFL from the guys that are here this week. And it would look good. Like it, it's a really, really solid group. And that's not yeah. always the case. I think Jackson powers, like if you ask me who the best player is here, like maybe like Jackson powers, Johnson, the center from Oregon, Taliesi Fuaga, the tackle from Oregon state, those guys have to be in that conversation. Like that's, yeah. it's not usually the way it goes. And so I think they've been great. And uh, I, I think that's really the thing that stands out to, to me the most is for a team that, seemingly has wanted to build from the inside out under Andy Weidel and Omar Khan that just hired Arthur Smith as its offensive coordinator. If they want to, and Art Rooney said they want to repeat the plan from the 2023 draft. Well, it's out there. Like the total opposite of the conversation, the quarterback, if they want to go get a lot better at the offensive line real fast, like it wouldn't surprise me if we see them to go O-line, O-line first two picks uh, like it, it, and they'll yeah. be out there and they'll be good ones. Yep. Yeah. I mean, tackle center, center. I would say tackle center is probably the better route to go if you're going to go between those two. Uh, Fuaga, man, you know, you you actually wrote about him today. To me, like Arthur Smith coming in here, I, the chances of him becoming a Steeler to me just shot way up. I mean, this dude just screams one Steelers mentality to begin with. But then you talk about the type of offense that Arthur Smith wants to run, the way that the Steelers want to run the offense. I, I think that he would make a ton of sense. Really, really uh, enjoyed my conversation uh, with Taliesi Fuaga yesterday. And I believe that should be here on the YouTube channel. If you 
scroll up mm. a, a, a post here or two. I believe it should be up there. If it's not, I will make sure it is right afterwards. Um, but uh, he's a, not what I expected, I guess. Like a, <laughs> a funny guy. Um, plays like he's a I wrote I compared him to like he could if, he, if football doesn't work out he could be the best bar bouncer in the history of humanity yeah uh, because he just takes large men and flings them aside for fun uh he also could like definitely be a bad guy in a movie like he the little thin mustache big gnarly beard long hair coming out the back um mm-hmm. and he'll smile at you I don't know he, he he's charming uh he's he's a funny guy I can I can see a team coming here and being like Let's see what this guy's all about because let's be honest, plays at Oregon State. It's not like they're on CBS yeah. at, at noon every week. You know, you have to put a little effort to scout him. And if you didn't see him a lot and you came here and you met him and you watched what he did here this week, uh, I think you're going to come away really, really impressed. I think in terms of Steelers fit, whew, like put him at right tackle, move Broderick Jones back to the left side. I, we've talked, I think, you know, he could do either. I think Fuaga is a right tackle. He might even be a yeah. guard, but, <laughs> but I think. Probably right tackles where I'd try to play him, but uh, just a, a violent, aggressive offensive lineman loves to run block. Is not like the here's this is not going to make any sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. He's not nearly as good of a pass blocker as he is a run blocker, and he did not give up a single sack in his entire college career. So th- there you go. Part of yeah. that is, I think. No, it makes he sense. Does a, he does a really nice job in his technique of like when he loses, he loses slowly. Like he doesn't whiff and like let a guy on the inside. Like when he loses, sure. it's like, okay, okay, I'm going to hold a little bit. Okay, now no, I just got to let him go. But playing right tackle, if that's happening in front of the quarterback, you're giving your guy a chance to recognize and feel the pressure, get rid of the ball, see it's coming. That's how you end up with no sacks when you're a better pa- uh, run blocker than you are a pass blocker. But man, he, he's. He's a fun player. I really like him. Uh, the other tackle that I've seen you mention a lot this week is Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, obviously he's having a really nice senior bowl. I could, could sneak into round one as well. Could he be, even be in play in your mind at pick 20 if he continues to rise in the way that he does? Like, what do you think about the Steelers fit there, not just the player himself? So Guyton is a guy that maybe I think I had like outside the first round coming in here, and I think I was wrong. I will be reevaluating that position because I think he's a first-round pick. I think he may be one of the better tackles in this class. I haven't really dug into J.C. Latham from Alabama as much as I want to yet. So, like, there's mm. there's some ordering there I haven't done yet, and we're still pretty early in this process, right? But yeah, um, like he could be three in your mind. Like, yeah, like he could be three. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously Joe Alt from Notre Dame and Olaf Fashionu from Penn State are one and two, and I don't really think anything mm-hmm. that I see anywhere else is going to change that. But between J.C. Latham, Amarius Mims, Fuaga, and Tyler Guyton, I think they're probably three, four, five, six. And, and I probably had Guyton at six coming in here, and now I'm I'm changing my yeah. mind. Like, he's really good. He's got some pass pro skills that I don't think a lot of other people are going to have in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like the fit for Fuaga and the Steelers better, but I think Guyton might end up being the higher drafted of those two. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the we, – we can keep talking about the trenches, but it just occurred to me, and this is just the one person's opinion. Like, I'm going to do my own rankings and everything like that, but it, it, it caught my eye that Daniel Jeremiah was on talking about the Senior Bowl this week, and he said that 23 or 22, 22 of his top 50 – 
are between offensive linemen and wide receivers. So I wanted to know what you thought about the wide receivers that obviously there's more wide receivers than are just the senior bowl that he's talked about in this group too, but the wide receiver group that was there, anybody in particular catch your eye? And what do you think of the group as a whole? Yeah. So I think the wide receiver class is really good too, but the different, the big difference is that the best wide receivers were not here. Right. I mean, yeah. Marvin Harrison, mm-hmm. Lake neighbors, Roma Dunze, Brian Thomas, um, you know, none, none of those guys. Were Keon there. Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if you look at, the sort of next group of wide receivers that were here. Um, I think there's a lot to like. I think it's a group that is going to push really talented players into round three and maybe four. Like, I, I think there's... Yeah, I'm hoping Malachi Corley falls to round three. Really good players. Um, you know, a guy like Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Like, I really like, I thought he looked good this week. Malachi Corley. Roman Wilson from Michigan. Yeah. Might have been the guy that I will move up the most from his uh from his performance this week. I thought this he was is, awesome. This is a high bar obviously. Like I don't want to put this expectation on him, but it's kind of reminiscent and maybe it's just like this the scouting of the helmet what you should never do. But it almost reminds me like the week that he had and looking at like the production or maybe lack thereof at Michigan and like the way people were talking about him as a prospect. It's like a Nico Collins coming out of Michigan, too, just because like he's not like that type of offense doesn't necessarily support huge numbers for receivers. But look at the pro that Nico Collins has turned into. How about Puka Nakua? Yeah. You know, I kind of see a lot of a lot of similarities there, too. Like, I just think he's Mm -hmm. obviously. Nobody is likely to have the kind of rookie season that none of these guys, not even Marvin Harrison, is likely to have the rookie season that Pukunakua had. But I just think in terms of like the, the role and the potential production, I, I can totally see it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Malachi Corley, though, was the one that I was talking about. Derek and I were having a conversation yesterday like because we brought up, does the way that we think the Steelers are going to invest in a wide receiver this offseason change based off Arthur Smith being the offensive coordinator, just because you look at like the least amount of slot targets in his offense last year in Atlanta, Um, you know, going back to like a lack of a third receiving option, even in Tennessee, like it's just not, it runs a lot of 12 personnel, 13 personnel. Um, What's your opinion on that? But also with the caveat that like, yeah, Deontay Johnson is going into a contract year. He might be a weird fit in Arthur Smith's offense. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge exactly where or when the Steelers could address the wide receiver position. Yeah, so I think there were some guys that I was interested to look at, like um, Anaya Smith from Texas A&M, Jacob mm-hmm. Cowling from Arizona. Uh, some yeah. of those guys that I just think are more traditional slot receiver body types. Um, I think I might be you know, crossing some of those guys on my list. Like I, I just don't see them using guys like that as much. The Steelers obviously already have Calvin Austin. I think he's going to be sufficient for that kind of role. I think I want thicker dudes. Like Malachi Corley is only 5'10", 5'11", yeah. mm-hmm. 5'10", yep. somewhere in there. But he's like 215. Like yeah. he's, he's a beast. And, you know, one of the things I think – you know, like, yeah, the, he didn't use a lot of slot receivers, but if you look at what he did in Atlanta, like, he turned Cordero Patterson into a running back. Yeah, <laughs> like, Cordero was who he mentioned for Derek would talk about with Corley. Yeah, so like, I think Malachi Corley's like a pretty fair com- comp there. Like, you're looking for obviously, you're not going to find Debo Samuel, but like, that's the kind mm-hmm. of role I think the Steelers want but don't have. Like they have their little slot. Like they need a big one. 
They need a, a, a sturdy one. Someone that's going to block. Somebody that's going to run the ball. Um, I don't know that there are a ton out there. Like I think maybe Leggett could be that. He's a big guy. Leggett, you know, just just built. Um, yeah. But I, I would say that the sort of traditional slot receivers. I I think I'm not crossing off the list, but I'm I'm moving them down from a Steelers standpoint. Like I think it needs to be bigger guys that can block, that can run with the ball, that can run after the catch, in traffic and break tackles and, and that kind of thing, as opposed to quick like Lad McConkney. There, like that, like way down my list in terms of like where I think the Steelers would be yeah. interested. Yeah. So the opposite end of that point, we talked about like how seamless and good of a fit Fuaga would be for this offense. Is there a receiver that kind of falls into that bucket for you as well, or that you've seen or like saw the Steelers having interest in talking to, like you feel like there's definite interest there. Like Corley's probably the closest thing to it, but I I honestly don't know that I see like a perfect fit for like, he's pretty solid. Like I, I, they would be they would do very well with him. I really like Leggett. I think he's a guy that just plays big. He is big, obviously, but he's not slow, and he plays big. I mean, mm-hmm. there is no bad offense for guys like Roma Dunze and, and Brian Thomas, and I don't think it's crazy <laughs> that one of them falls to within their range, at like, like maybe mm-hmm. not at 20, but like a small trade up. Like, I, that's not crazy to me, especially Thomas. Like, I think he could get into the late teens. Um, there's going to be really good wide receivers – almost everywhere the Steelers draft and the Steelers definitely need to add a wide receiver to this group. I don't expect Allen Robinson to be back. Certainly not that yeah. cap hit. And like with this new offense, like I don't, I just don't know, you know, with, with how little they're using the slot. If I'm Allen Robinson, like I think I would probably find a better opportunity. Um, and, and so I think they're going to need to add a wide receiver. I just wonder where, you know, I think, I, I think I see positional value. Wide receivers are a very valuable position, but I think this is deep class. I think you can get guys in round three and round four that will really help you. So maybe a wait and see thing and maybe try to try to pick a little bit of a diamond in the rough. Johnny Wilson is a guy from Florida State. Huge. Day, day two guy, just freaking enormous. Um, I thought he looked pretty good this week. Uh, and so there's, like, there's guys out there. I, I think it's – it's just, a, it's just right now, I think it's very difficult to kind of diagnose where I think the Steelers are going to try to jump into that market. Uh, he's he's a little bit bigger, but we were talking about like the archetypes that Arthur has had at wide receiver, you know, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Drake London, Matt Collins, like these bigger receivers like Johnny Wilson. If you were looking for like a build of receiver as opposed to necessarily just the skill set, certainly makes sense there. Um Alan, one of my favorite things every time that I go to the Senior Bowl is the wide receiver DB one-on-ones. We've talked about the receivers. What do we make of the defensive backs that were down there? And is a, you know I'm going to ask you the same question every single time. Is there a guy down there that makes sense for the Steelers and is like a seamless fit for you? Let me add one wide receiver that we didn't talk about. Brendan Rice okay. from USC. Oh, how did we? Yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. Wasn't really that familiar with his game. Like I, I'm, I watched yeah. a little bit of USC, but like he didn't get the ball that much. So the guy looks like DK Metcalf. Um, he's jacked. He's enormous. I don't know that he's that good. Like he's probably a day three pick or maybe a late day two pick. But, um, if you want a big guy that he certainly is, uh, and he uses it too. He threw his weight around a bunch, uh, got him a few, uh, beaten up on Penn state cornerback, Johnny Dixon early in the week. 
that was a good matchup between the two of them. And uh, there was one rep where Johnny just kind of had to hold on for dear life because uh, Brendan Rice was going. And so pretty Corner, decent uh, NFL bloodlines as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, Corner. Uh, inter- there, some up and some down, right? Kenyon Mitchell is the uh, Toledo quarterback, the cornerback, uh, inside outside guy. Kind of reminds me of Cam Sutton a little bit in terms of his versatility. Mm. Um, maybe a little bit sturt- sturdier, a little thicker guy. Um, but I thought he had a really good week. I thought he showed probably the best, like pure like coverage instincts. Like maybe he's not the best athlete out there, uh, but but he just looks like he really knows what he's doing in coverage. Um, the Steelers really like him. He's a really good fit. Uh, he looks to me like here's your Patrick Peterson replacement, just like draft. Like he, obviously he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but like here's the guy, right? Like this this is the this is the role you had envisioned for him opposite Joey Porter Jr. fits this guy to a T. And so I think um, that makes a lot of sense. He's definitely like Mike Tomlin all over him. The Steelers actually went to go watch Toledo three times this year in the season. Um, they really like him and they're not, the thing about the Steelers is they do not hide who they like very well. They, they, they don't really care about letting the whole world know that they're in love with who they're in love with. And so he definitely is one of those guys. Um, that makes me happy. Kalen King from Penn state is a guy that I was excited to see. He's a guy that if you do, if you, if you go to PFF or Pro Football Network and you do the little mock draft game, he's the guy that's there around 20, a whole lot. And so I was like, you know, I want to see him in this setting. And I thought Kalen really struggled this week. Like I, I didn't think it was yeah. a good week for him at all. I think he's out of the first round after this. I, I might be out of the second round. Like it, it was tough, tough week. Um, very rarely do you have a guy who just like, some guys lose reps all the time. All these guys are good. Mm-hmm. Anybody can win anything. But like, man, it was just like one after another after another in terms of the losses piling up and and guys running down wide open. And I, I, I don't, I don't see it in terms of him as a first round fit for the Steelers at all. After that, a guy that maybe I was a little bit more on the fence on that I did like was Kyrie Jackson from Oregon. Uh, mm-hmm. He's another like kind of taller, skinny guy. Um, you know, maybe like a little bit lankier than some of the other guys they've had. Uh, but I, I think he fits the mold really well. Good cover guy, fast, had some ball instincts. I think he can play. I think he's a borderline first-round pick. Um, Cam Hart from Notre Dame yeah. is like a very Steelers-y player. And like, don't take these as n- – this is going to sound like a negative comp, okay? But like, guys like uh, Artie Burns, uh, guys like Justin Lane, guys like James Pierre. Like, okay, none of those guys worked out. But like, the Steelers love big, long guys that can run, and he is that now. And I think he has some some decent coverage instincts. It's a, it's a project. It's a swing. But if you're talking yeah. about in the third or fourth round, I think that's, uh, that's an interesting idea. And so uh, I, I was impressed by him. I didn't have a lot of, I, I don't, I did not watch a ton of Notre Dame this year. And so I, I didn't have a lot of impressions about him coming in, but he's a guy that I think kind of got on my radar in terms of he's a, 
He just feels like a lot of the guys the Steelers have drafted that position over the years, for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one guy that I was happy to see have the week that he was was Mitchell, just because of you know taking a step up in terms of the level of competition that he was going to see. Obviously, Toledo, you know, like you know Bowling Green, like playing against the teams that he was. There's going to be questions about his level of competition that he was going against. There was a game of film that I watched from Ohio State uh, last season like not in 2023, 2022. And the, my takeaway from it was though, they don't, they weren't playing a lot of man press. So I wanted to see him get some reps, you know, actually like to see how sticky he was and how good he was when lined up um, in those situations, as opposed to play, like I'm talking, they were playing like 10, 15 yards off coverage. Um, so I didn't think it was a great indication of what he was as a player. So I thought this was going to be a very important week for him. Um, but yeah, everybody, not just you, from what I've seen, has been talking about the week that Quinion Mitchell had. So great to see. And the other thing about corner is, again, this is a position where a lot of the guys aren't here, right? Ennis Rakestraw mm-hmm. from Missouri uh, pulled out with an injury. He's right yeah. about there, you know, projected to go at the end of the first round where the Steelers are. And then, of course, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you got Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terry Arnold from Alabama, Kamari Lasseter from Georgia, Cooper DeGene from Iowa, like – uh, Nate Wiggins from Clemson. There's there's guys at the top of this group that. Uh, yeah, what can we do play? to uh, have Terry and Arnold fall? Like, I'm willing to do whatever. If I got to start like a fake rumor or something, it, I'm willing it, to do it. it you know, you know <laughs> there was some, something happened. I can't remember what it was. Uh, somebody, some draft prospect got busted for like a small amount of pot or something like a couple years ago. And somebody on Twitter made a great joke. Referencing Dan Marino, obviously there was like cocaine, uh, you know, rumors swirling around him back when he was coming out of pit. And he's like, man, what's this world coming to when a little bit of drugs can't ruin a guy's draft status anymore? You know? <laughs> How are we supposed to manipulate this process now? Like, come on, you're killing me. Yeah. Uh, Alan, the last thing that I wanted to get from you was your thoughts on defensive line, the other side of the trenches, just because, you know, I think that it's an interesting conversation for the Steelers um, because of Cam Hayward's age last year of his deal. We'll see if that remains the case or if he gets a slight extension. But Larry Ogunjobi, they obviously extended him last offseason, but like the status of his contract, how they can get out from under it, added Keanu Benton last year. But I still feel like there's more work to be done uh, on that side of the football. This is another place where I'm not sure where they're going to want to jump into this market, right? It is a need. I mm-hmm. do think they they have a future need there on the defensive line. Um, but it's probably not the most pressing need either. You know, I think it's like tackle and center and corner and, and even like maybe positions you don't value as much as defensive line, like linebacker and safety, I think have more obvious, like we need a guy to play this year kind of needs. But there are good players here. Uh, Tavondre Sweat is the guy that Nick talked to today from Texas. Big guy. Um, yes. I think he's he's very good. Michael Hall. Uh, there's two Halls. Michael Hall and Gabe Hall. Mm-hmm. Michael Hall's from Ohio State. Gabe Hall's from Baylor. Both big, high-motor guys. Um, you know, McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. Like, boring in the best possible way, as I guess how I would describe him. Like, very, uh, like, solid. Like, just nobody moved him all week. Tyler Davis from Clemson is a little bit of, like, a different. And then Darius Robinson. I'll, I'll, like, the Steelers have very familiar, like, body types that they like to get into and, like, player types. 
And mm-hmm. they don't like to get out of that very often for whatever reason. And they just did with DeMarvin Leal, and it didn't. Yeah, doesn't seem to be up. working. So I, I don't know if they're going to want to do that again. But, like, Tyler Davis is, like, a penetrating defensive lineman, like, more in the mold of, like, Javon Hargrave, maybe not that good, but, like, the same mm-hmm. kind of, like, smaller upfield guy. I, I don't know if they want that. Darius Robinson is, like, a positionless big pass rusher that I just don't know. He's a good player. I just, I'm having a really hard time figuring out what exactly the Steelers are looking for in the defensive line, because it doesn't seem like they're necessarily so sure themselves. Right. Like I I think they need to figure out what they really want and need here. And and Braden Fisk from Florida state is kind of like a do it all guy. Like I think Mm -hmm. if they're looking there in, in that part of the draft, you know, maybe third, fourth round, I think he's a guy that could be interesting. And um, so I, I'm if I was unsure about wide receiver, I'm really unsure because at least I have a good vibe on what kind of wide receivers Arthur Smith likes. I both don't know where the Steelers are going to look to get into the defensive line class, and I'm not entirely sure what exactly they're looking for. Yeah, going into this week, Fisk was the one to watch for me that I thought like would be the most Steelers. He just looks like a Steelers player. Yeah. Me. Well, that, yeah, that's like <laughs> that's, he's a guy that that's should have gone. He he should have gone to Wisconsin. That's like the thing that I can say yep. about Braden Fisk, right? Like, and mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's that. Yeah. And then with Sweat, like, I don't know. And this is maybe again strapping a Texas thing to him, but like I watching him blow up some plays and take on double teams, I was like, this is what it would look like if Casey Hampton played football in 2023 was a better athlete. He talked to Nick today and uh told Nick his favorite music right now is Luke Combs. And like that's a very Casey Hampton answer. I, I can like all right, just like all a right, big sweat. Dude with vibes. Big me. dude with vibes, right? Like that's that's, he's that's got where me. I'm at. All right. Well, he's got me on his fan club now. I'm downloading every single game that he's played, putting together a, a clip and sending it over to Omar and Tom Tomla. <laughs> there we go. Not that there they need go. my input, but he's 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 got me. I'm sold. Luke Combs. Uh Alan, any uh, any final thoughts? We talk more tomorrow about senior bull stuff too, but as far as today um no you know i i don't i mean we'll do it tomorrow leave some comments if there's a player that we didn't mention or you want me to expand on a specific mm, player from the yeah. senior bowl this week what i liked what i didn't like leave some comments we'll do that tomorrow and maybe i'll i'll go back over like linebacker safety i think those two groups that we didn't really talk about yeah. i think there's a lot of good players especially at safety um and a bunch of steelers connections and like other fun stuff i uncovered so keep talking about the senior bowl tomorrow there's actually there's a receiver too that we didn't talk about that I want to ask you about um, as well. So that'll be good. Uh, I'll tell the people where they can find you. At Ace Anderson score PGH on Twitter, PGH Steelers. Now you can find me in Mobile eating everything I can find. Um, yeah, that picture you put up slightly days. before uh, we recorded, man. Yeah, I told mm. you before. The, if you guys, I've if told you don't Alan know what a, if you don't know what a if you don't know what a meet and three is, and you're not from mm-hmm. the south, you need to come and find out. Yeah. I told Alan right before we started, uh, well, this was a couple days ago that I told him, but I basically had to make the decision to do WrestleMania this year as opposed to go to the Senior Bowl. And uh, I don't know, man, that picture of the food. Listen, I know I'm going to have a a fun time at at WrestleMania and everything like that, but I don't know. It better be good. Cody better finish the story. If if I lived here, I would be 400 pounds. 
I yeah. it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of good there's a lot of good food. Like Alan said, leave your comments down below. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell as well. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening somewhere else, Apple, Spotify, wherever it might be. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. For Alan Saunders and myself, thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive.